0: In 2016, the second album, but the first one that we heard, was released by a group called Dear That's D-S-G. It says Dear Sy Genade, if you want to translate all of that, by his grace. And one of the artists who was part of that group then was a guy called Sebrant Strauss, who's now released a solo album with solo music on there. Sebrant, hello, how are you doing?
1: Hello, Janine. Very good. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: So you are not up in Chaudeying. You one of those Cape Tonians who drive slowly, huh?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yeah, taking life real risk here in Cape Town. So.
0: <laughs> okay, let's introduce you. We assume that someone's never ever met you before. They're standing right in front of you and you had to say, This is who I am personality wise and what I do for a living. Who is sabran Strauss today?
1: Yeah, so Severan Strauss, born and bred in a free state, Um so not too far away from Gauteng. And then I grew up in Bloemfontein. Most of my school career was in Bloemfontein. And then, um yeah, then we came to Cape Town. So I am currently an audiologist, so I do hearing tests and hearing aids and hearing protection and so forth. So a little bit at odds with a music career. Um uh, So, yeah, it's... During the course of my life, always had a big interest in music, but it was only in 2001 that I um, started having an interest to pick up the guitar and and start playing music. And from that day forward, started writing first, uh, well, at least from my perspective, some horrible songs in the beginning. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then, uh, yeah, I really had a love for, for uh, writing music. yeah, and, and at the moment, that's it. So career-wise, audiologist, um, and in my free time, you would say one of my big passions is music, writing music, forming music, and yeah, currently a father of one, soon to be two, uh, so that's that's me, Sabran Strauss, currently in Cape Town, that's where I'm staying.
0: Okay, so he's adding to the Christian population. That's always a good sign. Uh, though, you, if you're an artist, <laughs> I have to ask you uh, the golf thing and the coffee thing. Uh,
1: the golf thing and the coffee thing.
0: That's like the great common denominator when it comes to artists. They all coffee snobs and they do golf somehow. I don't know. Maybe it's a Gauteng thing. I don't know. Or maybe Cape Capetonians are different.
1: Well, as being an audiologist, I know in the medical career, there's, there's definitely a thing about golf as well. But somehow that, that swung me by, if I can say it.
0: Excuse the yeah. pun. Yeah. <laughs> Way
1: no, so golf not, but coffee, yes, I love coffee.
0: All right. I have to find out about your fascination with the ear. I mean, audiology. How oh, did yes. you get into that in the first place?
1: Well, I, I said that it's at odds with music. And the reason I say that is because there is a um, there is a, a big, let's say, motivation in audiology to educate the public about uh, protecting your hearing, not too loud music uh, <laughs> that one can listen to. That's why I say it's at odds. But in many ways... It does tie in together because, yeah, audiology, um, it's all about sound and frequencies and then obviously testing a person's ability to pick up different frequencies, sound frequencies. Um, but my sister is a speech therapist. And when I first was looking at what to study as my next step after uh, after going overseas for two years after school my sister told me about audiology i was thinking about psychology love working with people um and but then she told me about audiology and i thought uh, i'm going to go for it and yeah i haven't looked back since
0: What's also interesting is now you're sitting in front of people and, and if you into music in any kind of way, you have to be on pitch, you know? It's yeah. something that you, you've got to be able to hear well. <laughs> and now every day it's like this big irony. Yeah. You're working with people who've got problems hearing. Do you make them sing to you or rather not? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily not. I would not uh, necessarily put you through that embarrassment. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, no, definitely one's got to be tuned to sound as an audiologist. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I don't judge people if they, <laughs> if, <laughs> if they, they make music or sing, that's their prerogative. And as long as they enjoy it uh, and as long as somebody else enjoy it as well, that's maybe the biggest thing. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what do you do if you're sitting in the car and there's four people in the car with you and they're all singing to the song and someone's off tune? Do you? Are you a gracious <laughs> off-tune hearer?
1: <laughs> yeah, I. I'm. Luckily, I'm blessed with the uh, the patience of my father, um, and so uh, usually I I would be a gracious listener. <laughs> but I would I would oftentimes I would just start laughing, um, which is maybe not a good thing. So <laughs> after a while, I'll I'll laugh, but be, it's because I think. That the other person would know that they're being off-key. So. They don't. so <laughs> I'll just laugh and enjoy the moment. <laughs>
0: they don't. They have got no idea that they're off-key. <laughs> I, I know people, yeah, but, you know, that keeps life interesting. I'm also curious about your your music writing because, I mean, it's one thing to start tinkering on the guitar, but... And another thing to start learning the chords and now you're making music and you're joining others on their music. But that next step, you start creating your own stuff. What in your head convinced you, let's try this? So, Janine, to be honest,
1: I, I don't know. I don't know why that was, you know, I... I suppose, and, and we'll probably get that, to that a little bit later on, but it is, I believe, because we've got something in us that wants to create because of our creator. Hmm. I really believe that. But but when I picked up the guitar, I played uh, one song, which was Counting Crows' Mr. Jones. I played that song when I first picked up the guitar, and I remember sitting hours on end just playing that song. And every time I would hit a note wrong, I'll stop and then I'll go back to the beginning and I'll keep on playing until I can play it fluently. But we had a big culture in, in Cape Town here with school bands, and I think it's the same now in Gauteng as well. I don't know if it used to be. Uh, uh, in 2001, I was still what we used to call Standard 9. Um, and and so there was this big culture about school bands and and writing your own songs, and it just – intrigued me, so the first couple of songs that I wrote really was horrible. It was a sort of a, a, a rehashing of american um pop pop punk type style so I was singing about prom nights and all those types of things and I mean I, <laughs> that's not that's not within my frame of reference but um but yeah that's that's where it started where I started uh, writing and I really uh for some reason, enjoyed it. I had a book full of, of songs that, uh, that luckily never saw the light to, to the listening public. Uh, you can thank me later. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, but that's, that's where it started. And, and yeah, I, I cultivated that songwriting.
0: I better get hold of that book. One day I can make lots of money over of you <laughs> to keep me quiet on that one. <laughs> um, but now you're singing about Jesus. I mean, it's uh, you, the message in your stuff is, is God related and it's impossible. Yeah. Well, you can't go to any kind of depth if, if you don't have an actual relationship with him. So when did that truly yeah. happen?
1: So uh, that's a testimony itself, 2001, I started in uh, music, played in a couple of bands, went overseas for two years, did not have a relationship with the Lord, and um, I was, uh, I, I would definitely say blessed, Janine, that I i grew up in a Kriya Kant taster, so my father's a minister, uh, really thankful for that. So I always knew about the Lord. And had a relationship with him, but I was like the, let's say, prodigal son. Um, And so during that time in 2001, did not have a relationship with Jesus. And then in 2005, my sister came to me and she was part of the praise and worship band in our local church. And uh, she said, don't you want to come and play guitar in the band? And. Janine, I literally I laughed in her face. <laughs> I remember that day, and I said to her, "There's no way. It's not cool. What are my friends going to think? Uh, this is not for me." And to cut a long story short, uh, my my nephew joined the band, and I looked up to him and said, so "I decided, okay, I'll do it." And in 2005, the end of that year, I sat one evening with the Lord, and and I would say I, I wrestled. <laughs> I wrestled through the night, uh, saying to him that I feel that you are calling me. I want to work in your kingdom. And uh, this one night that something changed, and I said to him, I want to devote my life to working in your kingdom. And he said, well, if you're going to want to do that, you're going to have to make some sacrifices and make some changes as to the way you've been thinking. In any case, I, I joined the church band in 2005, and in 2006, I started DS Here. Um, and we, you know, started writing our own worship music. And so I could see the foundation since 2001, when I didn't even think this was going to be for the Lord's kingdom. <laughs> he worked it for that way. Um, that uh, in 2006, I started writing Afrikaans Christian music. I wouldn't necessarily say worship music, but Christian music. Um, the reason I say that it probably is worship music, but I never had the idea that it was going to be sung in congregations and so forth, but, um, in any case, went, yeah, started the band BS here and the rest I would say is, is sort of history. We had a long tenure from 2006. We released first album in 2010 actually, and then the second album, uh, in 2016 and then, yeah, uh, couple of us, as we got older, some went overseas and and others uh, had to focus on work. And so it was time for me to do something different. And I decided uh, to, yeah, just uh, do a solo thing, Sebron Strauss. Yeah, and that's where I am now. Well,
0: when you say go a different direction, I mean, when you listen to DS Gier, that was acoustic. It was organic. It was quite simple, actually. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And this new song that you sent on to me is so there's a wall and there's a line and then someone goes and you just take this big step on the other side of the line where someone else had put the line previously. I love (laughs) that you're so adventurous. How did you, music-wise, how did your inside move so much?
1: Yeah, you know, I I always say usually when I I focus on, on music, I think that has been Maybe it was evident in the first album of this here a little bit that the album he didn't know that we wrote the first album during that time. It was a little bit different to to bring in a sort of heavier guitars and 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 drums in the in the Afrikaans the worship um, uh, music. It was a little bit different to do that and since then Janine i think it's always been i don 't necessarily focus on what do I want this song to sound like? I usually focus on two things. Uh, what What is my relationship with Jesus at the moment? What type of conversations am I having with him? Uh, and, and that's what I write about. And the reason I do that is because I, I know it's not just me, um, the way, you know, where my life is at the moment or the season that I'm in. I always know that there's other people going through that season. And the reason I know that is because when another artist writes a song, oftentimes you find, what, are they going through the same thing? Are they experiencing the same thing? And so I know it's always always like that. Um, when it comes to writing um, the songs that I write, I write about what I'm thinking about and what my relationship is with the Lord. And so uh, most of the time it's just about wanting – to sing about who he is, his, his goodness, the fact that he's almighty, faithful, um, and, and about his holiness. And particularly in this song, the reason I wrote Dear Aldiyara and the reason it, it came out the way that it did. And obviously the listeners will have to listen to the contrast in the verse and the chorus. The reason I, I wrote that is about, it's probably about yeah, five to six years ago, uh, I went through one of the most difficult seasons in my life. And during that time, singing or having the, the Lord's name on my lips was the one only constant, the one only steadfast rock that I had to hold on. And it's been proven over and over, I can just look back in my life. And I know, you know, every person, when they look back during their life, there seems to be so many changes during our life, uh, contrasts of, of happiness and sadness and breakthroughs and then, and then stagnation and, and difficult times and, and wonderful times. But throughout history, there is one constant rock, and that is Jesus. That is the Lord. He's been faithful through all these years. And so with this song, I wanted to capture something about it's not just always, you know, vanilla ice cream that you can have and everything is hunky dory. There's a, a type of messiness in life sometimes. And, uh, and that's what you get in the verse of this song, Dear Aldiara. There's a type of a messiness when you're going through, through valleys and you're struggling through it with the Lord and you're saying, Lord, I trust you. I trust you, but you're going to, You've got to help me through this period. There's a type of a, 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 a messiness and, a, and sometimes a fight that you go through. And then it breaks open into that chorus just to say, but he is faithful through all these years. Um, and, and so I hope that's what you got, and I hope that's what, what listeners get when they listen to the song. It wasn't necessarily designed that way, but when I started writing, it was definitely a thing of, wow, this verse is it's just you know it's it's a little bit difficult it's a little bit difficult to get through and then you get to that chorus and and, and um, yeah it, it sings about the Lord's faithfulness.
0: Mm, I'm just thinking. It's a risk you're taking here. I mean, in Christianity, some people feel such an urgency to keep that mask in place. But when we're weak, yeah. he is strong. It's when you let down the mask that you can identify with other people and they can identify with your weakness in such a way that they can actually hear it when you say God is really Actually, faithful in spite of our weaknesses. So I think it's a gorgeous message in this song. And I want people to connect with you afterwards as well. Obviously, this is now one song they can listen to on the radio, but then if they want to follow your ministry and what you've got to say, maybe the new music know first about it, where do they go to?
1: Yeah. Yeah, So uh, on all streaming platforms, um, Spotify, Apple Music, these are all streaming platforms. I get it. YouTube, it's on there as well. Uh, And then they can connect to me via social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Just type in my name um, and, and, yeah, then you can search for me and, and you'll get me there. So, yeah, more than welcome, please, people are more than welcome to, to connect with me and, yeah, go and listen to the music. Um, there's at the moment two songs um, and the third one is In Process.
0: Let's see if a Capetonian can spell his own name this time of the day.
1: Yeah, so Seybrand, so it's S-Y-B-R-A-N-D, Seybrand, and then Strauss is S-T-R-A-U-S-S.
0: We know he can spell, now let's find out if he can sing Seybrand Strauss. (laughs) Uh, We're going to listen to his brand new single, and then you can make up your own mind.